I'm Brian Myers. I'm Mike Ritalik. I'm Becky Haddad. And this is Owl Pellets, a podcast featuring tips for ag teachers. We are your agricultural education resource across the web, sharing research-based tips and tackling the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. Hey, Owl Pellets, this is Brian and Mike. Uh, we are here with another special edition of Owl Pellets. We're talking about um, the teachgrandchallenges.com website, the Teach Grand Challenges project that the Owl Pellets team was a part of. And uh, we have with us today one of the Grand Challenge ambassadors, a phenomenal ag teacher in her own right, Lindsay Gardner. Thank you, Lindsay, for being here with us. So we will uh, get started. So, Lindsay, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you teach. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Um, so I currently teach in a decently urban career and technical center in Michigan. Um, it's in Saginaw, which is north of Flint. I don't know how familiar people are with the states, but um, I'm in year five here um, and year seven overall with teaching. So I've been around the block a couple times here. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about the program that you teach in. Um, so kind of what we, what the program has shaped up to be here is, so we are currently under the general ag SIP code. I don't know what that looks like in every state. I don't know if there's SIP codes or different content areas or what they're called, but I'm in the general agriculture SIP code here, but um, the program does tend to be more specifically focused to um, animal-based things. So um, it's really about 80% animal, 20% basic traditional agriculture. Um, and, you know, and this is kind of where the grand challenge has come into a little bit and being able to address a local problem and bring that into my students' lives. So, Very cool. This may be the first time that somebody from Michigan didn't give me the mitten to tell me where you were. I thought that I thought that was a state requirement. I guess I guess you knew it was a it was an audio podcast. Now I'm getting it. I'm getting the mitten now. Thank you, thank you, Lindsay. I feel I feel complete in my soul now. Um, so your project was food banks help take a bite out of hunger. I love the topic. I love some great stuff you got there. Why don't you give us a, a little bit of an overview of of the take you took on addressing your topic? So the approach I took to addressing this specific problem, because it, it is huge in this community. I mean, not only probably this community, but honestly, most communities around the state of Michigan, especially, you know, with having COVID hit and the accessibility to food sources for people. Um, so the approach that I took was I reached out to some local organizations. So here in Michigan, we have... Um, Michigan Eastern Food Bank, and then here at Saginaw, we have some different organizations who also contribute to that. One of the larger ones is called Harvest for All, and they help, you know, connect with the Eastern Food Bank and then bring those products to this community and to other communities too in the area. They do that by picking up leftover goods at restaurants or businesses, and then obviously things from the Eastern um, Food Bank. It, they kind of do a little bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Out, not outsourcing, but contracts. Eastern Food Bank does some contracts with some 
you know, larger stores like Meyer or Kroger, and then they contract out for any of their leftover produce or farmers or things like that. So that's kind of where the project started and where the project kind of ended was, you know, I went and did tours of both locations and did some video and some photos. And, you know, I think for this lesson, it's, it's a really great intro piece to a bigger unit on maybe sustainability or, um, you know, food resources. Um, essentially, you know, the product that's there for teachers to use is the steps of how food bank work, food banks work. You know, I don't know how much kids always know that. Um, you know, they know that so and so went and picked up a box of food, or we do a, a can drive at our school that goes somewhere, but. You know, I think in the grander scheme of things, that's kind of where the project went. Um, so it starts from beginning to end, you know, how does it get from one place to another? How does it get to that boxed end product for individuals? That's really it in a nutshell. Yeah, I really like how you uh, provided that context of uh, a great, great opportunity to introduce the topic and maybe explore some other things that... Uh, are around uh, food and global hunger and um, and those things. And so as you were doing the project, what were some of the things that even surprised you that you might have learned as a result of uh, going through the experience? Um, I'd say one of the major things that surprised me was how much the food is actually contracted and not donated. Um, and, you know, the Eastern Food Bank uses donated money or, well, not grants directly to the food, but just, you know, things that help get the food some places. But yeah, I was like, we really contract and purchase food for people. So yeah, that was pretty interesting. And um, I think the overall business aspect too of how nonprofits are ran and in the decisions they make as well was really surprising. So, you know, kind of getting to see some of the, the background um, behind the scenes things and how much actually really goes into getting food products out to people. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lindsay, I really appreciated the take you, you did on this. We talk, you know, probably a lot of us do things on insecu food insecurity or, or whatever else in our lessons, but the approach you took, you're kind of showing as a full system to see how it all kind of, come, kind of comes into play here. So if you're talking to your your you know your colleague ag teachers from around the country here today, what would you tell them? There's a two to three key things that that this lesson would would allow them to teach their students or the interaction that they would get to have. Um, I would say a few things that it could help teach their students. I'm assuming that's what you asked me. Um, what I can help teach their students is, you know, I know we tend to, at least in the state of Michigan, we tend to talk about cycles and you kind of highlight on that a little bit, but we tend to talk about the cycles that are within agriculture, food and natural resources. Um, so I think it kind of would maybe help provide a more tangible resource for that cycle process. Um, you know, I think another thing is, is it could get kids, I don't know, fired up about giving back and community service and doing food drives or things like that and actually knowing how things work. No, I think those are all uh, a great opportunities, a great things that um, would certainly uh, benefit students and even 
you know, one thing that I hadn't given much thought to until you mentioned, even how nonprofits function and work. And so if you have students that want to work and have careers in nonprofits or even even if we wanted to extrapolate it a little bit, even a lot of um, member organizations that agriculture would have um, would function a little bit the, the same way. And so I think that's a great opportunity too to expose uh, students to uh, those types of uh, uh, organizations. So have you have you have you tried this curriculum out yet or what what do you see um, yourself doing with uh, the, the, the curriculum that you built? Um, yeah, so I was able to use it um, earlier this winter. Obviously, we just got out of the holiday season. So that's kind of what I used it as was, you know, more information for my students to actually understand how things work. But I used it to transcend into, you know, the holiday food drive and, you know, what other ways are there for them to be involved with side, besides just bringing in like a box of noodles for people. So that's how I used it. So far, I think, you know, I think incorporating it into some sustainability would be cool too, but that's further down. What a great idea. I love that. Because we, we talk about food drive, we talk about that definitely that time of year is on everybody's mind and really using this as a lesson and bringing something that they're seeing on the news or talking, they're hearing their parents talk about, they're seeing in the school. This is what this really means and show them where, where this goes. And I think, uh, like you said, I, when I was watching through stuff, I learned a lot about the whole cycle, about how food works its way through there. And I think that was something that's going to be really, really interesting to folks on, um, as they're managing those things. All right, Lindsay, thank you so much for sharing with us today. This has been a this is another phenomenal lesson out there. Y'all, I, I encourage you all to go out to teachgrandchallenges.com. One more time, that is teachgrandchallenges.com to see Lindsay's excellent lesson and materials on food banks help take a bite out of hunger with all the rest of the materials out there. Lindsay, thank you for being with us today here on Owl Pellets. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Check out our website for more information on this topic and to learn more about our guests. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay connected. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. For Mike and Becky, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellets saying thank you and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets Tips for Ag Teachers.